Hi, welcome to Tales and Treasures of Taiwan. This is a show about a multitude of cultural facets here in Taiwan, from religion to customs, festival to tourism, performing arts to indigenous culture, and of course, the culinary goodness of Formosa. It's your one-stop shop to all things Taiwan, and I'm your host Joey. 欢迎大家收听台湾文化新视野，我是主持人 Joey。台湾的民间工艺包罗万象，从篆刻到漆艺、刺绣到剪黏，各行各业的匠师们用他们的双手打造出最具有地方色彩和民俗意象的美术成品。每一门民间工艺都带着一套严谨的传统与师承，而这些大师们手上的文化技艺，在科技产品日新月异的二十一世纪，会面临什么样的挑战？这个月就让我们来谈谈台湾的民间工艺。Taiwan's folk arts are much more than artistic disciplines; they represent the colonial history and cultural memories of this immigrant-based nation. As technology advances exponentially in the 21st century, how will the craftsmanship of the old clash with the manufacturing ways of the new? This month. We'll talk about the folk arts of Taiwan, and for this week, we'll talk about Taiwan's mosaic tile sculpting, traditionally an artistic discipline for decorating the temples and pagodas of local communities. Taiwan's 剪黏工艺早期多数用于寺庙的装饰，历史非常悠久，而且功法独特。这周我们邀请到台南市艺术家协会的常务理事叶明吉老师。为我们说明台湾剪黏的历史、发展以及传承。For this week, we invite Master Ye to tell us about the art of Taiwanese mosaic tile sculpting. 我们今天来谈一谈剪黏的历史跟发展吧。那为什么有剪黏？最早其实没有剪黏，最早其只有胶纸陶。因为胶纸陶这个东西，它出现很早了啦。哦，早期在明朝末年。也有可能唐朝就有了啦，但是我们知道早期的胶纸陶呢，因为它的窑烧技术不好，它没有那么好的设备。早期的胶纸陶，它的那产出的良率啊，应该是只有两层至三层。也就是说，你做了十个作品，你到最后可以完成的可能只有两个至三个，其他会坏掉，在窑烧过程当中坏掉。陶器的东西。它必须要恒温，然后控制它的湿度，火候它也必须要控制的很好，然后它的那个陶土呢，它的均匀度你也要去控制，但是在以前的那个窑烧的炉是很简陋的，它根本就没有说像现在有什么电炉啦、瓦斯炉，恒温控制根本就没有，所以他们早期他们都是靠的人工的经验，然后它的炭火呢？必须要用温火，也不能用烈火。是烈火的话，就代表说你的这个炉上面的温度它是不均匀的啊。你胶纸陶摆在整个炉当中的话了哈，你不能够中间的火比较烈，旁边的火比较温，因为温度不均匀呢，它就会裂掉。啊，胶纸陶必须要烧到七八百度，你要用温火要烧到七八百度是烧不到，很难。早期的胶纸陶，他们都会在釉窑当中再加一个东西。叫做铅，铅呢是可以让它加速窑变
也因为这个原因呢，早期的烧焦纸陶的师傅都活得不长，因为有铅。对，但是因因为他们不知道铅会中毒。那为什么要减年啊、哦？这个就我是听我爸讲的，啊、就蛮好玩的哈。我、哦、就是说有个学徒啦，嗯、他师傅就交代焦纸陶，他都做好了嘛，嗯、那必须要做烧制。那他窑烧呢，他就哦。温火啊，烧了一整天，然后人都有好奇心，学学熊，我忙了一整天，我的作品呢，我很想看看。好了没？嗯，因为他要有个成就感。师傅告诉他说，时间还没到，你不能开炉。啊，人就好奇心嘛，啊，小朋友就很皮嘛。哎，我偷看一下看看，然后他上面有一个铁盖子嘛，他就说，哎，我用偷翻的翻一下看看。嗯。偷瞄，稍微把它打开一点点，偷瞄看看，结果是真的是不能偷瞄。嗯，你假设在夏天还好，你在冬天绝对不能打开，冬天还蛮冷的嘛。嗯、你打开，冷风马上跑进去、嗯，你就听到一阵咔嚓啊，完蛋了，它里面东西都裂掉了。哦、冷热交替、嗯，对，因为它不能够有冷风跑进去，因为它急速冷却，它就会裂掉嘛。嗯，那怎么办？然后那个学徒他又怕被那个师傅骂，早期的师傅很凶的，他还会打人，那怎么办？然后他为了想交差，然后就看到说：“哎，旁边有些破碗，那这个东西它只是裂掉而已。哎，我如果说拿那个陶碗，我把它敲破来弄一弄，然后把它贴上去，我应该可以交差哦。”他就把它敲一敲，弄一弄，觉得哎也不错呢。哎，这个就是减年的由来。<笑>所以减年为什么它会叫减年？他说，早期是用一些破掉的瓷片、瓷器，然后它的前半段呢，做法是跟胶纸陶一样。后面的百分之五十呢，它是用这些瓷碗片啊、破掉的东西，反正你可以裁剪的材料都可以变成减年的材料。敲敲打打，剪剪黏黏，把它粘上去。就变一个简练的作品，所以它不需要经过窑烧。但是胶纸陶呢，它前半段是塑形是一样的，那后半段呢，它必须要窑烧，它必须要有一个上釉啦、上色什么东西哦，所以我们才会说早期的简练跟胶纸陶它是一家。嗯，会做简练，它就会做胶纸陶；会做胶纸陶，它就会做简练。Several centuries ago, there was no mosaic tile sculpting in Taiwan, only 胶纸陶。A type of Chinese pottery used in southern China and Taiwan for temple decorations. In those days, the kilns were simple and crude, making temperature and humidity control difficult. So only about 20 or 30 percent of all clay figures sent into the kilns were usable after being fired at 700 to 800 degrees. To add more colors and variety to the products. Clay masters sometimes mixed lead into their mixtures without knowing that the element is toxic. Master Ye says that's probably the reason why, in those days, pottery artisans often died young. So, how did mosaic tile sculpting come about? Well, the legend goes that a young apprentice tried to take a sneak peek in the kiln while making pottery, but as he opened the iron lid of the kiln. Cold wind swept inside and cracked his master's pottery work. 
Fearful of punishment, the apprentice glued some broken clay pieces to cover up the cracks in the clay figures, and the result turned out to be good. Master Yet said that's how his father told him about the origin of cutting and gluing ceramic. And over the years, the art became more refined, surpassing pottery work itself. That's it for our conversation today about the origin of mosaic tile sculpting. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the traditional and modern styles of the art. This is another Tales and Treasures of Taiwan. I'm Joey. Have a good night.